Welcome to Focus on Claims with Ernie Bray, CEO of ACD. Hi, everyone. Ernie Bray with Focus on Claims. We're here with a, another episode. And many times I have episodes that are talking to claims executives in the industry. Uh, but I think it's important now to talk to some of the people who are out there day-to-day working in this industry. And I have a very interesting guest today. Um, she's worked with our team um, for years, and her story is really exciting. And I wanted to introduce you to Sase Kevorkian. Sase is one of the independent appraisers, a business owner out there who has built her business. And I wanted to hear her personal story and also give some great tips for other independent appraisers out there that are trying to build their business. Sase, great to have you on. Thank you, Ernie. How are you? Great, great. You know, I, uh, you know, I think a lot of times people in the industry, you know, they see the claims workflow and how it goes, and the people involved on the day-to-day basis really make the difference. And I think your story is really exciting. I want to, you know, we'll jump right in. Tell us a little bit about you, how you got in the industry. You know, your your background. Well, I've been here for 14 years. Uh, I'm Lebanese Armenian. Um, let's call it Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. So I got here 14 years as a tourist. I got married. I built my own family. And then I started working at Body Shop. Um, of course, I was not familiar with any auto, anything about auto. Uh-huh. I did not know because my background over there in Lebanon, I was a, I, I worked in a restaurant. Okay. So from food industry to an auto industry, it's completely different. But it's still customer service focused though, right? Yeah. You get, yeah. yeah. So that's a yeah, really good chance. So I started working at the shop as a clerk, doing office work, papers, organizing, and then started little by little working on estimates, matching estimates on the system, and then mm-hmm. started like picking it up. And I honestly liked it. And uh, I started putting more like um, concentrate on job, yep. concentrating on the job to see what it is. And then little little bit asking the body man, little bit like matching the estimates. I started learning more about the parts, about the car, yep. uh, repairs, replacement. And then um, I, after two and a half years, I quit the job there. And then um, I, I applied for an IA company to uh-huh. become an independent appraiser after I was sure I could do that. So that and, two years, so that two year time where you were learning, it reminds me of kind of my background when I was working for the insurance company. I was an adjuster. I started out as an insurance adjuster and I was doing all the, um, all the taking in the information, doing research, but I never wrote the estimates. So I'd, the uh, people would drive into the office. This is when they had drive-ins and I would go out and learn with the estimators out there and sort of just sort of learn like sort of similar to what you did, copying an estimate or rekeying an estimate for maybe an appraiser that worked for the staff. And then I started doing it. And after a few years, then I ended up saying, wow, this is something. And then I finally started to learn more, but you do learn a lot doing that you know, you learned obviously hands-on asking the body, the body people there, how to, how things work. I did that to the insurance, uh, you know, managers and learn that way. So that is a good way to learn. You're learning hands-on really. Yeah. It, 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 it really helped because working with the cars right on the, like on the spot and doing the estimates, it's more like fun and you learn really fast than just like probably going to school. Maybe. Yeah. Cause uh, it's, it's hands-on. So yeah. You're doing it daily. You know, yeah. 
And well, so, so, so then you went into the IA side and you had enough knowledge to do that. So you, so tell us, yeah. So take us from there. You started to do the IA, you worked for a company. To be honest with you, I, in the beginning, when I quit the job at the shop, I applied for one of the insurance companies to become an estimator or an uh -huh. adjuster. But, uh, due to my like, uh, experience yeah. time frame, mm -hmm. uh, I was not hired, but that not at all, like stopped me from, you know, achieving my goals and like what I want to do. Yeah, you're determined. And then I got the opportunity to apply for this independent company. Mm -hmm. uh, I was hired. Okay. So uh, working with them, it probably like it was good because I earned more experience uh, yep. in the field. So, and then after that, I decided to become more independent and uh, open up my own business name and all that. That's very so, exciting. Yeah. So, you is. know. It, that's that what you're saying there i've seen a lot of people do that they they may have worked at a shop before even a shop you know estimator or somebody they they've done that and maybe a carrier may not hire them mom because they don't feel they have the experience but then the, the an ia company or a small little you know firm like that will actually take somebody under their wing and train them sounds to me like that's what happened with you and they give that you know, one-on-one -on -one care and you get that experience. And I think that hands-on experience like that learning on the job really has value. So that's, that's exciting. So you're able to do that. So you, you took it from working at a shop, learning on your own, being trained uh, hands-on from a company. And then you decide to jump out and take the leap and start your own business. Yep. Okay. So you did that and you go out there um, and Tell us a little bit about how it was starting your own business, having to go out there and, and build connections and all that. Um, well, I did have some like hard times in the beginning with the shops because, you know, when you're entering the shop, a woman appraiser, uh, they don't like appreciate or credit your knowledge uh, because probably you don't know anything, but they would be surprised. Wow. So what's like, what are some of the things that you encountered? Like uh, would, would, they say as a woman in the industry, what were some things that you encountered on them question you or like you felt like they were not feeling like you had the knowledge? They always have a doubt like about the estimate I would write. Um, the shops like probably mm -hmm. just basic stuff. Sometimes they would hand me like their own estimates. I would put, no, I'll write the estimate on my own. I'll just inspect it. And then you can keep your copy. <laughs> and yep. yeah. Um, after like calling for supplements, they would say, oh, you had a pretty like clean sheet. Uh, we don't have a big supplement. So it was a good estimate. I'm like, yeah, you didn't, you thought like you doubted that it's not gonna be because I'm a woman. You're underestimating me because I might not know anything. Sometimes they, they don't know anything. I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're able to tell them that they, they, they think, oh, yeah, just here's my sheet. And you're like, no, I'm doing my own thing. You're doing that. Yes, because that's the job. I was that independent appraiser. You got to be that mm -hmm. unbiased, uh, accurate professional. And I think that really uh, that makes the difference when you know that and you're able to tell them, boom, that's great. Self-confidence and uh, just being like your own boss and not following their lead exactly. or whatever, you know, exactly you be your own leader. And that, and that's what that's what insurance carriers want out there, and, and and they want people that they want that independent, non you know that we're not biased to anything. You're doing an accurate estimate based on that actual damage of that vehicle. And uh, so you know what is like a typical day for you as an appraiser? Like what would uh, take us through how you organize your day? 
Well, I honestly organize my route a day and night before. Uh, that way I know where I'm heading first thing in the morning. I approximately leave like nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, I have everything arranged. So I'll do my inspections. Sometimes I can get additional assignments during the day, like through the in between the assignments, I already had the set up scheduled appointments. And um, after like probably around two, three, I'll be done with my inspections. I get back to home, relax a little bit, family stuff, and then uh, start writing up my estimates um, because I don't like delaying anything. I like to upload everything on time, not leave anything for next day because next day we don't know what we're getting. Yep. So you have to finish everything like on time. If any delays, status your file. Yes, you might have a delay. <laughs> That's yes. very important yeah. because that way they know what's going on. Uh, you want to hold on to a file, just let them know, let your CCA know, or let your adjuster know. That way you're, you know, you're good. <laughs> you know, what you just said there about the status scene, I think is so important because I think in this industry, one of the things I've said this, I say this all the time is the biggest problem that causes or the customers or vehicle owners to get upset in mm -hmm. this client's process is moments of uncertainty. If they don't know what's going on, like if a vehicle owner doesn't know what's going on, let's say they don't hear from the adjuster or the appraiser doesn't do anything or contact them in time, they get upset. They call, they're saying, who's going to see my car? What's going on? Where's the estimate? And I mm -hmm. think what you said about the statusing is keeping people informed can alleviate yeah. A lot of problems. Communication, communication is very important because uh, we're in the middle between the customer and the insurance carriers. So we have to communicate on time. We have to status everything. The owner knows we're going to inspect the car, the day, the time, and then the insurance knows that this car will be inspected at this specific day or time. Yep. Um, then the delay is definitely statusing it. It's it's really important. So. Uh, communication is very important in this industry too. So, so if, if you were to give advice and now I know we have a lot of different types of listeners on the show for appraisers out there, independent appraisers that are building their business that are trying to gain uh, more volume because, you know, in this industry, a lot of appraisers work for multiple companies. They work everywhere. They're trying to grow to impress IE companies or to even to impress insurance adjusters. What are some tips that you would give an appraiser out there? What are some key areas that if you said, hey, what are ways to really do a good job that'll make it easier for you as an appraiser? It's not only just one thing. I could say a couple of things. Okay. Um, communication, like I said, statusing, documentation is very important. Uh, like I said, since we're in the middle, uh, we might sometimes get in an argument with the shops. So we have to let the insurance adjusters know what kind of shops we're dealing with. Okay. And then self-confidence is important too. When they're heading in the fields, they have to be confident what they're doing mm -hmm. with no fear. Um, and also, um, I could say... Well, what about let me ask you this what, what about documentation um on one thing i i wanted to hit on is like a, the documentation of a file like i think when you're dealing with an estimate and you could take the photographs you can write the estimate but what about the summary part i think that's important summary is very important so when we're inspecting the cars we know there's some items might not be related and sometimes the shops they say it's related 
we do have the facts of loss. Sometimes it's very important from the carriers to have additional notes in the files so we know the facts of loss. That way we can uh, decide what is related with the damages. Sometimes owners claim that some of the damages were related, which in fact might not be related. Mm -hmm. So documenting, messaging, and all that very important. Uh, that way we know what's going on. And then when you're documenting, the damages are probably moderate and what we're expecting as a supplement for mm -hmm. additional items, additional damages. Uh, the car might be total, might not be total. So documenting all this uh, important. And on another side, it's important because if any problems, you have documented your file, that way you're safe. You won't be in some kind of trouble. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very important. Yep. I think the importance in this industry is accuracy. I mean, when, mm -hmm. when an appraiser is presented with a, obviously a, a car to see, the, the carriers want great photographs, the visual damage of what's going on. They want to know, um, you know, to make sure everything's accurate, every, all different angles. And I think one thing that I, I've seen a lot of, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this, is I see, you know, a lot of companies have moved to photo estimating or they're using a lot of digital photographs. Um, I, I'm just curious, have you ever had to handle any claims that were like maybe done by somebody uh, that was a photo desk estimate and you go back out there and you've had to reinspect something that? Yeah. Made... Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. So have you found a lot of missed damage that way? A lot of damages. Sometimes damage is not related. Sometimes damages is not there, but because of the photos not clear, maybe some uh -huh. reflection shows that there's a damage to it. And sometimes it's really hard for like people to like technology wise, it's mm -hmm. really hard for them to upload photos and it's, it's just frustrates them. You mean for like the vehicle owners then? Yes, vehicle owners. Uh, but yeah, a lot of times it happens that they had virtual photos. It was sent over to them through a link, but we also get a field appraiser because they yeah. wanted more accurate estimate on the vehicle. Yep. Okay. So, you know, one thing that really is I've seen happen now a lot is articles in the industry talking about AI and, uh, you know, automation and, and trying to do things off of photos, even just using computer vision and, and, you know, trying to write estimates without people. And, you know, you know, I, I'm a big fan of technology and I believe that can be used in the right places, but I'm more about augmenting humans, you know, giving people the power of technology to do better at their jobs, not replacing people. And I think one thing in this industry is the human factor. Claims are stressful for people. It's a stressful situation when you're a vehicle owner, you get in an accident, you know, and I'd love to hear some of your input about, because you being out there meeting with people, what are some of the stories you hear about like some encounters with like the vehicle owners where they, you know, it makes a difference in the human touch? Well, it's sometimes I hear them like complaining about the time frame, complaining about the photos, complaining about that link not working. They're not able to upload any photos, which is delaying their uh, claim, you know, uh, repairs of the vehicle or whatever is the process. If it's a total like, uh, you know, mm -hmm. um, so I, I usually tell them like to be a little bit patient. Um, you know, uh, that's the reason I'm there to help them out. Uh, to make the process faster um, and they would really appreciate and uh, they're always thankful um, they tell a lot of stories is sometimes from vehicle damage and accident it goes to personal stories so so they um, like that you're sort of yeah. the, the ear you're the ear that they can talk to about the the, the stress of the accident because you know a lot of times um, 
the person in the field is is maybe the only person they ever really talk to often. Yeah, and especially with older people, like um, you know, they're just worried about what's gonna happen. They have no idea what's happening. Uh, sometimes they never got in an accident. They're very really like uh, don't know what's what's next step they need to take. I try to explain them, and um, it helps a lot. Uh, that way they know the time frame, what they need to do next. Uh, they ask me sometimes if they need to take it to a shop. I usually like recommend them just to wait another two days, three days, and they should hear from the insurance adjuster and they will let them know. They will guide them what's their next step. So exactly. Yep. Yep. And the care and the carrier can take it from there. But it, like what you're saying there, it's that it's that aspect of that human touch where you're talking to them. I don't think that can be replaced by you. you, At you all. And an AI, an robot's going to say, oh, you know, they're not going to show the empathy of when you're concerned about what's going on. And I think that's just the really the, the key aspect, I think, that the human touch plays in the claims part, you know, the, as the appraiser, the adjuster, all have real key parts, you know, in a stressful situation. It just can't, yeah. can't be completely replaced by, by robotics, you know. It's not but, a bad thing having the technology, but it's not a like 100% good idea. Yeah. So, you know, t tell us a little bit about uh, how you like working with uh, the ACD team, because, you know, as an independent out there, you know, we work with uh, tons of businesses throughout the country, uh, work through our platform and work with our, you know, service management teams and all that. So how do you like working with the team? Such a great team. Very, what do you like about very, very communicative to you. Yeah, very, very organized wise, like. Uh, communication, everything on time. Like I sent a note within five, 10 minutes, I have a response message sent to the insurance carriers. They're, they're really great. That's great. Very that's great. great to hear because I mean, that's what we, we take pride in the company is really, I mean, cause I look at us as we're coordinating, you know, we got all the individual independent appraisal businesses out there. We're helping connect match up to assignments and different carriers. And I think in, in a way it makes the job of a, an appraiser easier Mm -hmm. I think so if you, to give that help. Yeah. So awesome. Well, you know, as we close and we end the epi this episode here, I just want to kind of go back and, and really hit on the fact to help other independent appraisers out there that are starting their business. Cause I'm a big supporter of small businesses and, and entrepreneurship. What are some things um, that you would give advice if they want to build a good reputation, they want to grow their business in their distinct regional market what are some tips you give them to 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 grow their businesses um i would say working being honest in their work mm -hmm. and uh that's very important honest about themselves first and mm -hmm. then about the work uh communication uh statusing documenting and being uh, their own boss being their own like leader uh mm -hmm. it should help them that's great. And I think one thing people need to, if you want to become that go-to provider in your area, keeping in contact with the core contacts at whatever independent appraisal company you work for, or, you know, our, our national company, like you said, it's the communication. It's because when you do that, People know who you are. They know your reputation. They know the quality of your work. If you can do an honest job, you can be focused, you're diligent in what you do. You're going to rise to the top. And, I, and that's the advice I'd give to any appraiser out there. And I've seen you're echoing the same sentiments too, as well. So 
Well, you know what? It's been great having you on hearing the story and, and giving those tips to the, uh, the other appraisers out there. And uh, we appreciate uh, partnering with you and working with you. And it's great to have you on today. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And then uh, I'm really honored to work for your company. Well, you're I'm welcome. Be part of your company. All right. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. All right. Thanks for coming on. Bye. This has been Focus on Claims with Ernie Bray, President and CEO of ACD.